welcome back to the Grow by Design podcast. I'm your host, Jess Green, here to give you the tools to intentionally design your life for growth, because it's time to be game-changing. Hello and welcome back to the Grow by Design podcast. I am your host, Jess Green. This is episode number two, and I am so excited that both you and I have made it back to this episode. Just want to give a massive thank you to everybody who listened and downloaded episode number one. Had an awesome response and I'm so excited and I just really appreciate everybody who's taken the time to listen. So I know episode number one was short and sweet and there wasn't too much about who I am and my background. So over the next couple of episodes, I'm really excited to share a bit more about my story, where I want to take this podcast and just start bringing you some really interesting and inspirational people who have started to and and are living their best life and are designing their life for growth. So as I spoke about last week, I completely believe that we have the ability and the opportunity to decide where we end up in life, to design our life for growth. Now, the hard part of that is, one, deciding exactly where you want to be and being really crystal clear on that, and that is something that we will come back to. But you also need to decide to begin and How do you decide and what is that moment where you commit and you move it from an idea to an action? You need to create a big enough why. You need to make it so that staying the same is so much scarier than not moving forward. So there needs to be enough discomfort of where you are right now to really motivate you to be changing. It was that concept and that idea that really drove me to make some of my biggest decisions and the biggest changes in my life came from that idea. So I'm going to say them again so that they're fresh in your mind, but you need to have enough discomfort in where you are right now that making a change is the only obvious solution. You need to make sure that the fear of staying the same outweighs any sense of fear of failure or self-doubt or limiting beliefs because you know that whatever you can create from here is so much better than where you are. And that's not saying that where you are right now is bad, but we've all got things in our lives that we want to improve. We've all got areas that we want to chase after and achieve bigger dreams. So that might be as simple as losing weight or getting a different career or saving some extra money. You need to have a point in a a moment where you say, actually, where I am right now isn't optimal for me and I want to improve. That moment is so powerful. And we've all experienced them in a whole bunch of different ways. So I think storytelling is always the best way to do it. But for me, one of the biggest decisions that I ever made was my decision to move to Australia. And there wasn't ever going to be a right time. It wasn't ever really in my plans. I didn't actually want to move to Australia. But I got to a point, I had finished university. I was living back in Christchurch with my family, which I loved and was great. But I knew that it was a temporary solution. I couldn't live with mum and dad forever. I was in this position where I had quite a good job in Christchurch. I knew that at some point I would outgrow that role. So I was looking at all my different options. And in New Zealand, you sort of either go to Auckland and get a great job or you start building your career or you go and do your OE in London. So I was sort of really tossing up between those options. And living in Australia wasn't ever really part of that plan. I didn't really want to do that. I knew that I wanted to do both, being classic me. I wanted to progress my career and travel. What we ended up doing, I was in England for a family holiday and I knew being there that I didn't want to live there because I don't like the cold and I didn't want to be in a cold, shitty London flat. I know everybody loves it, but I just knew that that wasn't quite me. 
I also wasn't totally convinced on the Auckland idea. I didn't know too many people there. It was proving pretty tricky to find a good job and I knew that things like traffic and rent prices were crazy. So I wasn't super sold. So I was feeling a little bit stuck. At the same time, I had some friends who were talking about going to Australia and I hadn't been there a whole lot and it sort of wasn't on my radar. I did a very quick Google search on jobs on Seek in Australia and I looked at some rent prices and saw that they were pretty similar to Auckland and I wouldn't have the traffic issue because I figured I could just use public transport. Some of the girls that I knew were still talking about it so I figured hey if we all went together then it would be fine. I would be okay and I would know people because at this stage I really didn't know anyone who lived in Australia. And that sort of snapshot moment of realisation of oh, I could move there instead and it would all be pretty similar. I was playing Patonk, which I know sounds very English. I had made that decision that, okay, great, I'm going to come back to England and Europe and do six to eight week travels at a time, but I don't need to live here. So that sort of ruled out that option. I decided that I could maybe be better and more fun to move to Melbourne. And I knew these girls were going as well. So maybe I wouldn't be by myself. Playing Patonk, my brother was getting frustrated because I was on my phone and it was meant to be family time. But at the same time, I got an email from Air New Zealand and it had cheap flights to Australia. And I remember thinking, I'll just check. I'll just see what the go is because, if, you know, if I'm going to move to Australia, I need a flight. So I looked and I was sort of thinking, okay, well, I don't want to be in my job when I get home. I can't think of anything worse. And this is the, the moment that I'm talking about is I just got to a point I thought I can't go back to Christchurch and I can't go back to that same life I was living. I need to do something different. So I thought, well, great, This my job has just given me three weeks off to go to England. That's wonderful. I better come back and have two weeks of you know, life as normal, and then I'll put in my leave. And then I will need four weeks to finish my job, and I'll need a week to pack. So if there's a flight that meets my budget in eight weeks' time, I'm going to book a one-way ticket to Melbourne. So I did that, and there was an Air New Zealand flight that was, I think, $150, and I had enough I had 160 air points, so I booked a one-way ticket, and I you know, paid $40 extra for a bag because I figured I'd need to take some stuff with me, and I thought, it's on air points if I get back to New Zealand and realize I've made a horrible mistake, I just won't tell anyone, and I'll just carry on life as normal, but I felt so much better. I felt like I'd taken it, as much as it was quite a big step booking a flight, it was a baby step in the right direction, and it came from that moment of... I can't stay in this position anymore. And that decision to book a flight, make a change, was you know, the best decision. I must admit, I did freak out a little bit and didn't tell anyone. And it wasn't until we got home again that I said to Mama, like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking I'll move to Australia. I think I've made a decision what I'm going to do with my life. She was like, great. So, you know, save up some money and go in a couple of months' time. And I was like, oh, I've actually booked a flight and I leave in six weeks. So me, you know, once I make a decision, I'm pretty straight to the point. But the, the point there is that there, was, there wasn't going to be a right time. I Yes, I could have definitely been more prepared and I could have saved up more money. I could have had a job lined up. So obviously when I moved there, I didn't have a job. I didn't have an apartment. I didn't know anyone. And by a whole variety of situations, the girls that were going to move to Melbourne ended up not. So suddenly I was in a position where I was like, okay, I don't have a job. I maybe haven't saved quite enough money but I'm going to give it a go anyway because I'll figure it out. And I know now the fear of failing 
or the fear of self-doubt that I'm not going to make this work is insignificant in terms of what if I have to stay in Christchurch in this job doing the same thing every day? That was way worse. Two parts to that that really helped me make my decision and, and really influenced my change was asking myself these two questions. What is the worst that can happen? And what is going to happen if I don't make this decision? So for me, what is the worst that can happen? I moved to Australia. I hate it. It's horrible. And I have no money, no friends, nothing. I'll just move home or I'll just come back or I'll figure something out. And then the second question, what would happen if I didn't? Well, I'm going to stay here and I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. And if I'm okay with that, then that's fine. But I knew I wasn't. So I knew that the time had to come. It all eventually worked out. I got a job. I have, I did know one amazing person in Melbourne who let me sleep on his couch for a month. So Elliot, I am forever in your debt. One of the other things that this time of my life really taught me is there's never going to be a right time. Time is going to pass no matter what. And if I didn't make a change or make a small step in that right direction, I was just going to stay where I was. And this is the same for everything. This is the same for deciding to save money, to lose weight. If it's going to take you six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks to get to your goal, it's going to take that long whether you start tomorrow or you start in six weeks. The longer you take to start, the longer you take to get there. And it's definitely scary and not everyone can just book a one-way flight and in seven weeks hop to Australia. I know that that's not always realistic, but you can start things straight away. So whether it's going to be a major leap and a massive career change or it's just a slight deviation from what you do you're wanting to lose weight it's not saying my diet from now on tomorrow is going to be a hundred percent and I'm going to train two hours a day it's saying okay in the morning I'm going to wake up and go for a walk because that is something that I can change now there is an analogy that I love to use to help explain this but if you were to start in a car and drive a hundred kilometers in one direction you'll end up at point a if you were to start in that same position and adjust your steering wheel one centimeter or one inch to the left and drive 100 kilometers, you're going to end up in a totally different place. Now, at any point along that first line, you could definitely do a sharp left and start working towards point B, or you could start to veer that way. So if we use the 100 kilometers as an analogy for time, time is going to pass. The quicker that you can start to veer towards point B, the quicker you're going to get there. Now, it might very much be the case that that first line is your well-worn path. It is what you know. It is much easier to walk down that road. It's potentially a downhill slide. It's pretty easy. It is the veering to the left that is hard work, that is quite scary, that is uncomfortable. It's not as well-worn. But ultimately, it's going to get you where you want to be. So I encourage you to look at what is holding you to that path. Is it your routine, your decisions? Is it your limiting beliefs? Is it the people around you? What is it that's holding you there and what is it that you need to change to get to be? It's definitely scary looking down that bumpy and unknown path and know that you're going to have to face it and go down there and there'll be lots of challenges and obstacles to come. But what you need to do first is actually just decide, hey, I'm going to give that a go. Make your current path and your current destination undesirable because suddenly when the destination and that path looks uncomfortable and doesn't match where you want to be in life, it makes path B look okay. It makes it look worthwhile. And that's pretty exciting. Once you see that destination B is actually where you want to be, you'll figure out a way to get down that path. One step in front of the other, massive leaps, some slight deviations, some pausing, some 
rounds and rounds and circles, you'll figure out a way. What you need to do is make sure that point B, where you want to be, is so much more appealing than point A, which is your current trajectory or your current place. And again, where you are right now might not be terrible, but we all know there's little parts of our life that we want to improve. Now, hopefully I haven't lost you with too many analogies along the way today. But what I want you to know is that you have the power to move from A to B. And there is a whole lot of tools and tricks and tips that we're going to unpack in terms of how you do that. But step one is deciding that you actually want to and truly want to. It can be an idea, it can be a pipe dream, but you have to really, really want it. You need to create that why. And how do you create that why? You ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen? And what would happen if I didn't? That is step one. Decide to make a change and really, really mean it. To help you decide to make a change, some pretty key questions that I found really help to just help frame that and give you that motivation. So I said at the end of every podcast, I'd give you three tasks. This week is four and I feel like each week is going to evolve. So bear with me. Four tasks for this week. Decide where you want to be. This can be big or small. It can be anything. I want to save X amount of dollars. I want to lose X amount of weight. I want to have a better relationship with my family. Choose one thing. Where do you want to be? Step two, write a list of the worst things that could happen if you did this. This is to overcome that self-doubt and those negative beliefs. We all have these reasons as to why we can't do something. So I want you to go through them, unpack them all. What is the worst that could happen if I save some money? Well, it means that maybe I can't go out with my friends every single night. Maybe it means I can't buy a coffee every single day. Is that the worst thing? Putting them down on paper sometimes puts them into perspective that it's actually not that bad. Worst thing that could happen for me moving to Australia, I could have not got a job. I could have not had anywhere to live. It could have just not worked and I would have had to come home. I'm lucky my family is lovely and my mum would have definitely taken me back, but I suddenly had no real reason not to. Step number three, what would happen if you didn't do this? And this is almost a tool to scare you. For me it was, what would happen if I didn't move to Australia and I just stayed in Christchurch with my job? The thought of that, as much as I love my family and I really enjoy Christchurch and blah, 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 that was a pretty scary thought. If this is all that I have for the rest of my life, jeepers, get me on a plane. So those first three steps are almost to scare you. They're almost to get you moving, to make, help you make that decision. Where do you want to be? What's the worst that could happen if you did? What would happen if you didn't? So point number four, now we actually need to do something. Write down one thing that you can do today that's going to start you down that new path. What is that big leap or that baby step that is going to put you on that new track, that's going to change the destination, that's going to pave a new road for your whole new life? Big things. It's all exciting. Sounds like a lot, but it's all exciting. So four tasks for today. I'll repeat them again so that you have to write them down and complete them. Where do you want to be? What is your point B? What is the worst that could happen if you started down path B? What would happen if you didn't make this change? And what is one thing that you can do today that's going to start you down path B? So I want you to grab a cup of tea, a coffee, a snack, a blanket, a paper and pen, or your notes on your phone, and I want you to work through those four things. And I'm so excited to see what you uncover. So make sure that you share them with me. Tag me on Instagram. I now have an Instagram, Grow By Design. Make sure that you share this episode, share what you've learned, 
share what you found valuable. I really appreciate you listening. I really appreciate your time and your ears. And I'm so excited to reconnect on the next episode. Got lots of cool things coming. And I'm very excited to continue down my new path with you on the Grow by Design podcast. Sending you lots of love and have a fabulous day. This is the Grow by Design podcast by Jess Green. I will chat to you next time.